0: Welcome back to another episode of AfroLit. This is going to be really spicy and enjoyable because I have just been on a trail of just talking to so many different types of creatives and spiraling into a theme of, you know, what it means to be African, bringing your heritage into your work, if your heritage is really dominant in your work, and if that changes the way that you practice your creativity. But... I would like to thank Listening Party. We are inside Canal Street Radio before we make any more progress, because I'm so excited for the guest I have today. (laughs) She is... She's she's laughing, but the accolades that she has are just truly, truly amazing. Working with Pyre Moss, working with various publications, being featured in Vogue, her photography. (laughs) I have... The beautiful, beautiful Naomi Marguerite. Is that right? No, high? Amy
1: Marguerite.
0: No, no Amy, mm-hmm. no Amy. My apologies. No you worries. See? I like saying it on air because I, I like the conversation of maybe mispronouncing it or maybe yeah. getting it wrong, but yeah. then having that correction because it's Thought so important it. to say your name correctly
1: yeah I and mean, then like that's something that i'm like as far as correcting people i always got nervous b- about that really? but now i'm like no i just just do it you know you have to yeah,
0: you sure. have to so say it one more time for the crowd no
1: amy marguerite no amy marguerite
0: welcome mm-hmm. to aferlet hey thanks oh my gosh <laughs> you were just telling me that it's becoming a trend now for you to be featured on podcasts how do you yeah, feel How's that making you feel
1: oh <sighs> It's very surreal. Yeah? I never really expected like it to escalate like this.
0: Really? Yeah. Why, like, was it because of your just, like, well, artwork? You thought you would stay behind the scenes more so, or? Yeah, I
1: mean, typically with my work, I, I like to be behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but ever since I dropped my video for my birthday. Yes. I, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> I realize, like, I mean, sometimes I guess I have to be on the spotlight, but it's not about me. It's, yeah. like, bigger than me. You yeah. Know, there's other, I'm sure, Congolese women, African women, black women. Right. Who, like, need this mm-hmm. and are probably experiencing the same things that I experience. So I have to, like, move away from just that shyness mm-hmm. and just, you know, Exactly. Tell my story.
0: Embrace who you are. Right. So, today we were talking about just what it means to bring your heritage into your work. Mm -hmm. And I think that you are really good at doing this in a subtle way. Mm. Which some may question as if that's enough, you know,
1: like, Mm -hmm. are you
0: Congolese enough, you know, (laughs) if it's not all spelled out, if the flag is not in your bio. But I would want to know, like, what does that mean to you when someone tells you to bring your heritage into your work?
1: It's a it's a mixture of things like so. I would say the advantage for sure is the fact that we're not represented at all. Mm-hmm. So anything that I do, mm-hmm. it's automatically like
0: in right the,
1: you know, bubble of like Congolese women. yeah um honestly, I never really think about it that much, yeah, as far as just like how to bring the culture in, because yeah. I feel like it's ingrained, but I will say. A lot of my work is inspired from music. Okay. And um ever since I moved here, I've just like I created a Spotify playlist of Congolese music. Ah. And like now when I'm creating my, you know, video shorts I call them digital doodles. But yes. when I create them, I'm gonna make sure to incorporate that just because like road trips you yeah. know my dad had like endless cassette tapes and just like music yeah. was definitely a part of our family that's awesome and so I know I'm definitely going to incorporate that aspect um but yeah like even to your point about including the emoji mm-hmm. um, I had a conversation with that about that with someone last week where how powerful that is mm-hmm. like I love that we all mm-hmm. do that it's just like this subtle just like yo this is where I'm from right just you know and yeah yeah so I think mm-hmm. there's impact just in that alone knowing that I'm
0: so let's take it back a little bit because yeah. you mentioned something really important mm-hmm. like your heritage mm-hmm. where exactly are you from
1: I'm from the Congo I'm from Democratic Republic of Congo nice
0: hey hey, hey.
1: <laughs> what area code
0: is that 255? No, oh, 255 no not listen I have no idea okay so well, I wasn't you'll let us know after fam right <laughs>
1: I, so I actually wasn't born there. I was born okay. in Brussels, Belgium. Okay. And then I moved there, from there to Atlanta. I'm the youngest of three. Awesome. Um, but yeah, before, I would say when I was in elementary school up until, I would say even college, like when people asked me where I was from, I would yeah. say Belgium. Ooh, and I know that's yeah. just like that European influence. Oh, like course. there's something, you know, sexy mm-hmm. about being European mm-hmm. and, and like speak French, right? And, it's like, yeah. and like my um, AOL screen name was yeah. Belgium Sweetie Forty One. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, Belgium yeah. waffles. Yes. Like that was the cool thing. Mm-hmm. But honestly, a little bit of
0: schumai maybe. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: but like ever since i moved here Mm -hmm. i was just like wow yeah i'm congolese like that's awesome i mean
0: when did that transition start like was it immediately after you came or moved to atlanta because i
1: realized how much i didn't have that experience anymore like not going to weddings or you know when family friends would visit like just or even the food yeah i was just like wow i'm actually (laughs) (laughs) because i i had none of that Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i need to attach in some way and music is where i just like have that connection
0: oh my god no that's so important i think A lot of Africans, especially now, Mm -hmm. I mean, with the rise in social media and and then also just like mainstream content Mm -hmm. reflecting our experiences. It's so nice now to like when you say that you're Congolese is actually a community that's like backing you up, you know? And like, have you ever collaborated with someone from within that community yet? Or is that something you're planning on doing?
1: Not yet. It's weird because I feel like we aren't anywhere, but I know we're everywhere. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, there's a lot of Congolese in Atlanta. Yeah, and I think in Texas, um, all
0: Africans are in Texas. <laughs> yeah, North like Carolina, South uh-huh. Carolina. Yeah,
1: but most of them, I would, I, I think they're in Belgium, like in Europe. Yeah. Um, so even in the creative realm, I haven't met anyone. Okay. I know we exist. I know we're out there. <laughs> right. But yeah. They'll come yet. find
0: you now. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah they're going to sure. come <laughs> and look well, for you. Well, it's funny
1: because like, ah, I don't remember what, I posted something that yes. kind of went viral, but like. Kind of,
0: sort of, you know, just <laughs> just slight slight flex. We'll get into that. Uh-huh. Um,
1: but like there's two two of my followers were Congolese mm-hmm. and they commented on my post, I think in Chiluba. Mm. And I had to go to Google Translate to know what they said. Mm. But it was just like, oh, this is cool. That's like, awesome. Like having that. Because, um, I mean, I, yeah. I understand French fluently. Mm-hmm. I can read French. Talking back takes time. But, like, my parents talk to me in French all the time. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Lingala, Chibuba, I mm-hmm. know nothing. Like, nothing. So.
0: <laughs> Listen, at least you can... Understand. I bet, like, if they're yelling at you and something, and you yeah, can get context clues.
1: <laughs> context helps sure. always, you yeah. know. And
0: I think it's it's something that you would pick up on. Do you ever s- see yourself like moving back and documenting?
1: Moving back, I don't know, okay. but I would love to visit. Yeah, I would love to visit. Okay. Um, it's like a piece that yeah. I feel like right now I feel like I don't need, but I know I need it. Cause I know mm. I have zero connection to the country yeah. physically, like in a tangible sense. Yeah. But I've never met, you know, my grandmothers Both my grandfather's passed. I've okay. never met first cousins. Like, Ooh, okay. so like we're the only immediate family that lives here. Yeah. Um, so I'm just so curious, like what that would do to me. Cause I know it'll do something.
0: It will. It yeah. will. And I think that it, it really ties into just kind of knowing where you're from mm-hmm. and also kind of tell you or, like, help you guide to where you want to go. Right. And so I would definitely want to know how you decided to step into the world of photography. Yeah. And, like, what drove that decision?
1: So I started taking photos when I was 14. Okay. Um. Just, like going through a lot of things yeah. and I didn't like writing so I didn't want a diary I didn't want a journal but <laughs> I also watched yeah. a lot of movies nice. um, I actually wanted to be a director before I wanted to be a photographer still could, you know that'll oh, happen oh, that, that's going to
0: happen <laughs> claim it we believe in manifesting here yes. so yes it's yours
1: um but I needed some type of release and mm. so my first camera was an HP photo smart and shoot nice um and yeah, like I took a lot of self portraits. Yes. I remember when I like I would stack books as a tripod and yeah. like self timer and I just always took photos. I was in yearbook in high school. Ooh. And had my camera on me all the time. Yeah. Carry that into college and it was just like Yes. So that was always ingrained in me. Yes. But then last So when I moved up here, yeah. I had a job as a brand designer at a startup. And literally a year later, I got laid off. Ooh, but during whoa. that time, like, I was still shooting. I was still okay. meeting people. And so when I, when I found out I got laid off, I cried for 30 minutes. And then I was just like, you know what? Oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Like, my relationship with God was just so strong enough to know where it's just like this is not a bad thing mm. like this is just a pivot mm-hmm. and so it didn't feel right to apply to anywhere else because um, mm. I have a I majored in information systems so okay. I was a web developer since like senior year of high school nice and then I also had a design background um But I was like, you know, I feel like photography might be it And Mm. I, so I had an upcoming gig And that was with Harlem Fashion Row Premiere of LeBron 16
0: Amazing And
1: then next day, I see my photos in Vogue And I'm like (laughs) What? Yeah So it happened that fast? That fast And then that weekend is when I shot with Pierre Moss And like, just, it just, I was like, oh, okay This is what I need to do
0: Wow Yeah how did you feel getting such a strong confirmation from, like, your faith that, like, you don't need to do any, like, this is what you need to do?
1: I, I mean, it's, it's been a consistent thing. Okay. Um, so I was raised Catholic. hmm same. You know, baptism, yeah. communion, confirmation. Right. Cool. I knew who God was. It was just like, okay. <laughs> but when I yeah. graduated from college, I wanted, so I graduated 2014. Nice. I wanted to move to New York. My parents were like, mm, no. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? And so just major identity crisis. Mm. Like 2015, I was super depressed. It was just terrible. And I didn't know what to do because like I knew I needed to go, like move here. And my sister was just like, you do know God, like, placed these desires in your heart. Like, he wants you to take photos. He wants you to design. Like, he likes this creative side of you. Because I always thought, like, oh, I have to be involved in ministry for him to mess with me. You know what I mean? Completely, yeah. And I was just like, oh, wait. Like, he's cool with this? So, (laughs) ever since then, Mm -hmm. I've just, like, kept an open heart and open mind. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. So... I wasn't surprised. I was just like, okay, cool, appreciate it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, did you? How? When did that confirmation? Like, what year was that when you kind of decided to keep an open heart and like have let let these things flow through you?
1: 2015. All in 2015. Yeah. Like it, 2015 was. Was top. that year? It, <laughs> it was, was the pivot tough. year. I think I still have photos in my Instagram of just like that journey, mm-hmm. like. Every day I would wake up and I, because I wasn't employed, yeah. you know, and from the school that I was coming from is like a major business school, MIS, like mm. when around like two months near graduation, everyone's applying to Deloitte and PwC mm. and all these. And I'm like, that's not what I want to do. I applied to a hundred places
0: Whoa. from then Damn. until
1: 2017. And so it was this constant of like, and I did a lot of contracting work. Yeah, um, worked at an architecture firm. Like, did side gigs. Yeah, but I was always just like out, and like all my friends had nine to fives, and you know. So, so you're comparing yourself, yeah, and, and I just, you're just like, not equating. Super just unstable, and I'm like, what is going on? Okay. Yeah, But, yeah, that's why I was just like, okay, let me keep an open heart.
0: Completely. Yeah. And it's so great that, like, you stayed consistent. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that speaks through, like, everything that you're saying is that you didn't let, like, of course, it did bother you that you weren't working. Right. But, like, do you think because you developed that cons- level of consistent consistency early on, that's mm-hmm. what's helped you even maintain the career that you have now?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I... People usually say, um, "Be careful what you wish for." Yes, but I want to flip it and say, "Be ready what you wish for."
0: I love that, and
1: I think that's what I had. You know, like yeah. I always in my head is just like, "Okay, I want to do this." Yeah. So what does this involve? Okay, it involves like a model, it involves like a setup, or yeah. so I would even now, like a lot of my personal projects is just practice for the things that I seek to do in the future. Like Mm. I'm just consistently trying to master different aspects Mm -hmm. of things that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. So then when I, approach x y and z i have something to show and i'm ready for it you know if they come to you so
0: i love that and i love that we segued into your practice shoots your Mm -hmm. studio sessions are (laughs) amazing (laughs) fam if you've not seen her website and instagram please check it out I want to know so what inspired you to just you know like I know you said it is a practice to prepare you but is Mm -hmm. that all that it really is a practice or is it more of like you invoking other sides of your creativity
1: yeah it's a mixture so one thing that I've noticed because I used to do a lot of self portraiture yes and I made that switch in beginning of 2018 okay I vividly remember January 2018 I did a post and I was just like you know, I've been doing these self-portraits, but yeah. I'm tired of seeing of my, my face. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's more things that are going on in the world. I want to document that. And I notice that people respond more to my self-portraits, but I think that's just because I know how to shoot myself. So it's like, how can I flip it and capture the authentic- authenticity of other people? Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, directing people is very hard.
0: Really? Well, not very hard, but
1: it intimidated me because a lot of my work is very behind the scenes, super mm-hmm. candid. I don't have to say anything. So just, just stepping do. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just stepping out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and um, working with different types of people. Like some people are really cool in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Some need direction, mm-hmm. super nervous. And just through that, it really... Mm-hmm goes to the point of just like we're all humans. Mm. And photography is not this like, I'm gonna flex and like look amazing and whatever. It's like it's really about who you are as a person. I love that. and once and so in my studio sessions, like I always have a conversation, just it's like a col- it's a collaborative effort. Like mm-hmm. I need to get to know you, you mm-hmm. know? like it's not this. The pressure is not all on you. It's also on me as well to, you know, fully document how you are. So just practicing that. And then I want to do editorial shoots. Like, Mm. I want to work with fashion brands Mm -hmm. and create lookbooks. And so just being, (laughs) amen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Claim it. We claim it. We claim it. Mm -hmm. So just like, and that's just like a practice within its own. Just because in the studio sessions, you know, I might rent backdrops, I might rent furniture, like I want this, I want you to feel important, because you are, you know, like I want this to be about you, Um, and it's just fun.
0: I love that, I love that, so let's talk about, so you've done, I mean, you've done amazing things, Mm -hmm. but I want to know, do you feel, and you kind of mes- mentioned it before but because you know certain things do well mm-hmm. on social media versus like other platforms like what would be your advice to other you know creatives who kind of get bogged down in that because i I've, I've talked to so many people who mm-hmm. really sometimes that really affects them personally and they right. feel like you know because they are in the business to right. have this be their livelihood so mm-hmm. how do you stay I guess, creative in that sense and not let the social media like just garbage. I, I don't want to say garbage, yeah. but just like the whole vortex kind of
1: consume you. I honestly don't care about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't you care. You heard it from for, her first. No, I mean, you really like, yeah, I don't care for likes. I don't care for followers. I don't mm. it, like it's so likes is just another way it's a synonym for opinion you know it's just people's opinions and their opinions are based on so many factors right you know people like scroll endlessly endlessly scroll do whatever yeah so i don't that is not my metric yes my metric is just like what do what am i interested in yes what do i want to master Mm -hmm. and it's really just like like things that i enjoy um yeah, and it just removes, oh. it removes that. <laughs> and I know that's easier said than done Kay. for a lot, but yeah. it's like... Uh, you have to. You know, like, I I, I think I'm at, like, 3,000 followers. But just, like, yeah. if you think about the people that I've worked with, you know what I mean? It doesn't it, it, matter. Kanye shrug. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Yeah. It's really about, like... It's all about the work speaking for itself. Yeah, And so I just focus on the work, you know.
0: Which is amazing because she still has had things gone viral, family, <laughs> which is insane. So let's talk about the video. Okay. How was that? An organic process? Did yeah. you know, like, the love story? Like, what? What is, oh, like, man. the Beale Street could t- I mean, it was just so timely and yeah. beautiful. And I think... It ties in again, just you know, bringing your your heritage, seeing black love. Mm -hmm. But like, what? Just walk me through your mental space within creating that, because I think we never really hear that. And we're talking about the birthday video. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So background story again, like moving up here, Mm -hmm. I'm just totally different person. But last January,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I or even, yeah, last January, like, I was going through some things, and Mm -hmm. I was triggered by an incident, um, that involved, like, my dating life, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, like, I found myself comparing myself to other women, and I was like, why is this happening? Because, again, like, 2015 was shitty, but I, you know, was working towards just Working on working on myself, self love, exactly. all this stuff. So I was yeah. like, I thought I was good. You, like you know, I you I are. like I know I'm popping. Mm-hmm. Like why am I comparing uh-huh. myself? <laughs> <Leave> it. yes. <laughs> and so I had to really dig deep of like where is this coming from? Yeah. And it hit me that like ever since I was young, like I was always comparing myself to women. Mm. Um, elementary school, my best friend, my childhood best friend, like. She's light-skinned, cheerleader, I played basketball, Mm. darker-skinned. Right, shout out, You know, middle school, and mind you, like, the schools I went to was, like, 50% black-white, but the classes I I was in, it was just, like, I was the only black person, or, like, one of three. And so a lot of my friends were white.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, yeah, just, like, a lot, I mean, peer pressure, and just, like, looking pretty, and... Oh, man, my style back then. Like, I shop, <laughs> I stopped shopping at Limited 2 in 8th grade. I loved eighth that store. Grade, though. Limited 2 is, like, up until 5th graders, this right? Is... So I had, like, a Limited 2 top, but then New York & Company pa- capris, you know? Okay. I have it's a look, it's a look. And, but know, it's not, though. It, like, could, you It know. could be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, just... I was like, I was going through a lot as just a young girl and like, I don't know, it just really evolved. And I was like, okay, I need to address this because you know what? I would like to fall in love one day and I would like to get married one day Mm -hmm. and you know, excel in my career and have children. And in order to be quote unquote successful in these, I need to work on self. And I need to really unpack what's going on before I go deeper into these different areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And it was the hardest process ever. Mm. Like understanding and realizing the amount of pain that I was going through that I never addressed and just like... I would go on different women's Instagrams, and this is last year, mm. like different Instagrams, and just rip myself apart. Like, Noemi, why aren't you? Why isn't your hair like that? Or like, she mm. knows how to do makeup. And like, yeah. do you see how fly she is? What's wrong with you? Oh, it's such and a it's, dark spiral. It's so dark. And I made sure to be transparent with my friends and like I love that. emotional accountability. And like, there was moments when... I could sense I was going in that dark hole and I would text someone and be like, Hey, mm. I'm I'm going down the hole just letting you know. Right. Um so Reel me out or like yeah. just talk to me. So right. that I don't So I was always vocal about that. That was super mm. important because keeping things to yourself doesn't help.
0: And if I may ask, I still want you to continue your story. Mm-hmm. At any point through this whole journey did you seek out counseling or therapy
1: no and i'm not against therapy i think it was just like Mm -hmm. the support system that i had was enough for me okay um like my sister and i we talk pretty much every day shout out (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i mean just like with god and like yeah yeah like again my friends are amazing um so yeah and then I, like, honestly, it was just really bad. Like, I would yeah. have triggers and just, like, episodes of just crying. And just the emotional pain. Like, you, it's so hard to describe because I would beat myself up for doing it. But it's like, wait, I also need to love myself in this process. And I got a book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And she speaks okay. on shame. And that was what I was experiencing. Just endless amount of shame of, like, why aren't you at this place yet Mm. of like knowing that you're good and knowing that you're great.
0: Um, And you see people around you being great. and Yeah. Or even
1: people telling me that I'm great and like, I believe it, but I don't believe it. Yeah. And so then, so through that process, it also dawned on me that like I attempted suicide at 17 and Mm. I realized I never talked about it
0: Mm. ever. And
1: I'm like, let's unpack that right. <laughs> and so right yeah and I was just like what in the world led me to even want to do that and it just really was just yeah. like a lot of pain you know yeah. like feeling that I wasn't enough like not yeah. good enough not pretty enough I was smart so that was fine <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> but, like I got one thing you check. know yeah <laughs> but just like I really didn't feel enough and it yes. really led it was just mostly involved with like womanhood and being a young girl and like male validation oh. and just dignity and all this stuff. And so I was progressing, making progress, and I initially wanted to do an exhibit. Okay called the healing project mm. um but once i decided to go self-employment route it was just like mm. I, I don't have time for this right we
0: live in new york city exactly <laughs>
1: and so i was just like okay 27 10 years later i have to do something yes. and i think yeah so around december i heard of this thing called legacy box and we have a lot of home videos and so when i went home to Atlanta in December, like, I just grabbed three random ones. Yeah. Like, didn't know what was in it. Just grabbed three. Left. Yeah. Sent them to Legacy Box. Came in, and I see 10-year-old Naomi, giving me... It's, it's actually a 13-minute long pep talk. The whole video is 13 oh minutes long. God. And everything... And I say she. I know it's me, but you know, yes, you know yes, what
0: yes, I Yes, mean. yes, The family we get it. Right. Get it, yeah.
1: Everything she's telling me is everything I needed to hear. And just straight first of all that video was not on my birthday so the fact that i was singing to myself happy birthday it was just like <laughs> it w- it was i had goosebumps the entire time because i'm like this moment of me seeing this at a specific time was mm. supposed to happen right and it was like and the thing that i always wondered throughout my healing journey and process was like Why didn't I do it? Because I didn't remember Mm. what stopped me. I don't even remember, like, the following moments after. But Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it was her. Like, Mm. we all have this inner child that's, like, super innocent and curious and doesn't care about what people think and say whatever's on their mind, completely unfiltered, full of love. Right. And that's what she was, like, and that's what I had, so...
0: Wow, that is beautiful. And I love how just real... I think the reason why so many people resonated with it is Mm -hmm. because of how real it is. And I think it brings up just the amazing representation now that Mm -hmm. we're starting to see just in the mainstream media but i wanted to know like how you even from the story that you just told me like Mm -hmm. how important it is now being on the flip side where you kind of are carrying the torch of like representation like how important is it for you to use or work with like black people or black models (sighs) dark-skinned black models do you yeah. have a say sometimes or oh
1: I'm so like yeah intentional about that okay um and it's funny because I didn't realize that I the majority of the people that I document and capture were black until someone brought it up they're just like I love the way you shoot black people and I'm like <laughs> shoot black people. and I looked at my work I'm like oh snap like I only <laughs> shoot black people but I you know yeah yeah, that's super important. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially, a lot of my friend, like childhood friends, growing up were just mostly white. Yeah, like I grew up on Laguna Beach, which is still an amazing show. <laughs> season Shout one, out. season one and two yes, were great. Season I did three, watch man, it, mm-hmm. not a, but like Laguna Beach, The OC, like mm-hmm. that was my representation. Right. You know what I mean? And doesn't make any sense. And so mm-hmm. I think I'm just kind of, like, subconsciously re- rebuilding that mm-hmm. for myself. Um, and I mention this a lot, and I know a lot of people have mentioned it. It's just, like, this new black renaissance, Yes, yes, you know?
0: yes. And yes. so it's,
1: like, it doesn't matter what we do. Like, A, it has impact, you know what it I mean? It does. And so, yeah, especially dark skin, you yeah. know, like... When, um, I think Cyrus and I, we, one of our recollection films, something wonderful, y- Yes, Fatu and Yabi, mm-hmm. just m- deep melanin, like, oh, they're just beautiful. And yes. I'm just like, it's not that hard. Like we are everywhere, you know? Yeah. And so I don't think about it in an active way mm-hmm. because it's just so ingrained in me. Like That's... it's not like this extra thing I have to do. It's just like, oh no, Mm-hmm. This is this is me. This is what I need to see.
0: I love that. Yeah. I think that what you are doing mm-hmm. in this and like I I don't want to call it subtle, but I think it's just a very organic way mm-hmm. is like making room for you know the next female photographers. But oh, wow. I yeah of course completely. That's, that's and I I <laughs> completely because I do feel like you know it is a black renaissance, but at the same time too you know we are still yeah. in. Industries that mm-hmm. do sometimes have gatekeepers, even uh, when they are and sometimes the gate the stronger or like the more pushback, more pushback, excuse me, comes from our own. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to kind of discuss with you the um, the whole essence fest or not festival, but essence um, documenting that, um, you know, Adrian Raquel was like the first black. Female photographer mm. that they've worked with. Um, oh wow, I not know. I that. think I don't want to say ever, but in the right. p- like for quite some time. And that sparked a whole conversation on Twitter. Yeah. Wait. When was this? This was for the Calice shoot, which I believe was okay. like towards oh, okay. the mid. Okay. I um, remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year. And so, you know, how do you deal? Have you had an experience where you've dealt with gatekeepers, and like, how did you, how did you navigate that?
1: So to clarify, by gatekeeper you mean like someone who's like in. The top, quote-unquote, but not, like, bringing people up type N- thing? Yes. Okay. Um, I haven't experienced that yet. Okay. Actually. Okay,
0: good. Um, and I hope you don't.
1: Yeah, I hope I don't either. <laughs> um, it's crazy because I feel like a lot of us help each other. Um, that's yeah. something that I loved ever since I've moved here. It's just, like, super... There's no ego. It's just super humility. Just right. We are all elevating each other.
0: Completely. Yeah. And I think it's also an energetic thing. I think mm-hmm. because, you know, like attracts like, you mm-hmm. know, basic chemistry. I think I can remember that. Right. But um, I, I feel like sometimes... We get When we get in our own heads and, mm-hmm. you know, as you've stated a little bit now with, like, photography. Yeah. And it becoming, like, more and more, I wouldn't say saturated, but just now that we have devices that have cameras on them. Yeah. Anyone can kind of yeah. label themselves mm-hmm. as such. Mm-hmm. Does that ever have an effect on, has it had an effect on you at all? Um...
1: no it did I would say it did in the beginning Uh uh-huh and by beginning I would say like early 2017 yeah but I realized like that is just it's so it's such a fallacy like it's false you know like we feel like there's some it's our chances of being I guess seen or just having our workout is limited Mm -hmm. but it's like actually not um you're in a perfect place to just blossom in your own lane Completely. and if you just stay on your own unique path then it'll come to you like mm-hmm. there's no point of competing you mm-hmm. know like there's so many other black women photographers that are killing it yeah. and like you know like it's just it's awesome to see them grow because they have their own and i think they're also successful because they have their own personality and their own style and it's just like that's what it is it's not necessarily the fact that you're a black woman it's Mm -hmm. just that you are you and that's what you're providing
0: no completely completely and you you did touch on this a little bit but if you could go back Mm -hmm. and talk to you know Little, <laughs> li- <laughs> you know, I know that you already have the home video, right. so you know what, you you know what mind frame she was in. Yeah. But, yeah, if you could go back in the past and be, you know, well, n- you wouldn't be 10 years old again, but see a 10-year-old self. Yeah. What would you tell her now?
1: I'm, like, getting emotional. Um, I would say thank you. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. I would say thank you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah. She was just very. I didn't know. Like when I saw those videos, mm. I just saw a confidence that I didn't know existed. Yeah. Like she didn't care. She was just so silly, and goofy, and didn't. I don't know. And I mean, it's nice because a lot of my friends were just like, "Wow, Naomi, you haven't changed." So that's yeah. beautiful. But I. I just didn't know that existed, you know, and I think a lot of us, like when we see other people that are flourishing just mentally and spiritually, like you assume that that's how they were born with. And I think we all are actually. Um, Unfortunately, there's just a moment in our lives where that love and that, you know, childlike perspective, yeah, it just gets diminished by societal norms or expectations or peer pressure and it gets lost. It's still there. You just gotta dig deep but yeah just thank you. Like... Mm -hmm. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's guiding
0: you, and she's, she she's you're here. So yeah, I'm look, still here. it's still the beginning. You know, there's yeah. no plateau. Exactly. So I am so sa- excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, Where can the fam, Afterlit family, find you?
1: Oh man. So. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. Website noemie-marguerite.com. Mm-hmm. That's n-o-e-m-i-e to dash ecom Yes. Um, Instagram same name but no dash. And then Twitter like <laughs> I'm I tweet whatever. <laughs> so but it's noemie chinanga. Chinanga is actually my last name. T-s-h-i-n-a-n-g-a, and yeah.
0: Very cool. Very cool. No, we will stay tuned. I'm excited for the up and coming, you know, talent that are, again, like I said, you know, look to you already as inspiration. And I hope the Afrolip fam, you can embrace her. (laughs) Let's connect with her. Let's support all the shoots. Of course. And yes, it's been an awesome. Another episode of Afrolit. Thanks again to Listening Party and Canal Street Radio. And yes, stay tuned for more Afrolit. You can find us where all podcasts are available. I have been Equa PM and I'll see you next time. Bye! Oh
1: my god! That was so good! Oh, I need to give you my. (laughs) Oh <laughs>